0: to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone is having a wonderful Thursday night. Tomorrow's Friday, guys. The weekend is coming. You're going to make it. Uh, I have faith in you. I've oh, got a great show for you tonight. It's a makeup show. Uh, I felt really bad. I was sick over the weekend. I had to miss last Friday's show. Uh, Thankfully, I had tonight to plug that show into uh, because I did not want to miss out on this guest. But let's talk about some sponsors. Of course, we have TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend, and partner on Break the Cycle, where you can get all kinds of great uh, custom hand-drawn graphic design tees, hats, pants, I don't know. There's all kinds of stuff, backpacks, pillows, uh, by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or you can join the Patreon, subscribe star, become a member of this YouTube channel under any of my videos by hitting join and get into a private discord server Where you can get all of Top Lops' new gear Up to two weeks early at like a 30% discount Really good stuff And of course executive producer of the show antheplanning.com For all your emergency and crisis planning needs Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, personal life, guys. Seriously, if you got a business, check out Anthem, Anthem Planning. They, you, you will not uh, be disappointed. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start making some video ads uh, for my sponsors. I have started making some video ads for my sponsors. So those will those will come out soon. You guys won't have to hear me say the same spiel over and over. It'll be like a you know a uniform ad. So hopefully it won't be as bad as me butchering it every uh, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, but guys, we have got a great show for you tonight. Uh, my good friend, uh, the host of FritzCast, uh, and all-around badass, it is uh, Mr. Fritz. Sir, how are you doing tonight?
1: Josh, I'm good to be here, man. I'm glad we could uh, make this up. I'm sorry you got sick. I'm sorry you still feel sick as a dog, but hey. I'm glad to be here.
0: Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, viruses, dude, they're crazy. You get sick viruses, in man. seven to ten days, man. That's how it works. All viruses, mm. you know what I mean? They, they keep mm-hmm. replicating, and you just get sicker, and then you get better, and, you know, hopefully that's how it works that's 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 the order of things the natural order of things anyway yeah absolutely absolutely that's how it used to be a couple of years ago but uh dude tell me about your story man i i, I you know I've, I've watched your show i've been on your show i'm a fan uh we have a lot of the same fans and uh and uh but i don't know much about your story man I, I, you're always doing the interviewing so so tell me about your story how you came to these ideas of liberty and the, and the show and all that great stuff
1: yeah, you know, and I I always love having the opportunity to to go back and kind of like, you know, present this and analyze it because uh I I feel like we all didn't start off in liberty, we we walked our way there and and we all have these different pathways. So, anytime people have the opportunity to put it out there, uh I think it's a good thing because people can find similarities and differences as well. But uh for me, it all started out. I was I was like, you know, one of the nerdy kids that was into politics. Uh I can't really explain why I just, you know, I I remember being in middle school, like paying attention to the 2000 election between Bush and Gore and like the election controversy and all that crap. And, uh, you know, uh, it might have just been following like in my mom's footsteps. My mom was, you know, supporting uh, uh, George W. Bush. Everybody in my school was supporting Al Gore, and I was like, "Why? Why is everybody supporting Al Gore? And, and what's so bad about George Bush?" Not knowing anything as a, you know, ignorant preteen or whatever. But uh, I paid attention to that election. But then I really like the the senses the senses of uh, politics and really just you know current events and what was going on in the world was when nine eleven happened. You know, uh, I was twelve years old when nine eleven happened. And, uh, it just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any like personal stake in it. I, you know, I didn't have any family members or friends that were in New York or, or affected by it per se, but just, I had the, I had a very like deep sense of patriotism and I was like, you know, what the hell is going on in the world? This is the craziest thing that's happened in my life. So I started paying attention you know, then I got into listening to lots of different talk radio. Um, you know, I remember on 9-11 itself, I was glued to the TV. I didn't, I didn't turn the TV off all day and all night wondering, you know, what was going on and what was going to happen. You know, what our leaders had to say about it. And, uh, you know, as I started paying attention, uh, I started getting into politics at that point. So, uh, again, in, in middle school and high school, I, I was attending a, a, a liberal arts school based school. So I was surrounded by uh, lefties and progressives, you know, people of that side of the spectrum. And there was only like me and like my inner and, circle uh, of friends that were, you know, as a, you know, more Republican leaning. And I used to, I used to get out of school and and right across the street was the county Republican headquarters. I used to go over there and they were, they were like enthusiastic as hell that, you know, some kid from school wanted to show up and you know, make phone calls and do sign waves and all those, you know, all those kinds of things. And that's what I would, that's what I would do. I would just, you know, I would go over there. I'd ask him how I could help. I helped uh, some of the local Republicans running uh, when I was in high school uh, for governor and and some of the other local races going on. Uh, At that time I was, uh, I was full blown neocon. You know, I was cool with George W. Bush. I worked on his campaign locally uh, with the state of Delaware. And, uh, from there, uh, from there, I actually made a turn around 2008, uh, when Barack Obama hit the scene just because I couldn't support John McCain. And I thought, uh, I couldn't support John McCain. And at the time I thought, um, I thought Sarah Palin was like just batshit crazy. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I'm not down with this. I was like, Obama's doing this hopey changey thing. Maybe that, maybe that'll work. So, I supported that. Uh, you know, I voted um, for Obama uh, the first time around, just you know, taking a shot in the dark. And I, I don't even think it was through the first year that I was like, wow, <laughs> all this hopey changey stuff was just a lot of bullshit. And and it really gave me a sour taste in my mouth. So when when the Republican race came for the uh, 2012 election, you know, I flipped back and I said, all right, I'll I'll support Mitt Romney, I guess. I guess this is the way that I should be going. Uh, But I was completely unenthusiastic with uh, Republicans, Democrats, you know, I felt really uh, just lost in the sauce. At that point, I was registered independent. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't directly uh, volunteering for any campaign stuff. Uh, I wasn't doing anything like that. And uh, I went in and I remember voting for Mitt Romney. And probably as I was walking out of the voting booth, I was like, I just wasted my vote. Like, I literally, I voted for him because I thought he was, what, this much better than Obama or right, something? Right, right, right. Like, you know, I, I felt really discouraged. And what really hit me at that time was uh, I had just started learning about third parties. I had just gotten into uh, I believe Gary Johnson was, uh, was campaigning and the Libertarian nominee at that time. And I remember live streaming was like just becoming a new thing on the Internet. Uh, I think it was like Philip DeFranco or somebody that I was watching. And they were they had Gary Johnson on during one of these debate mm-hmm. sessions. And I even remember Gary Johnson being on the debate stages on the uh, like on the Republican primaries for the presidential election, uh, which a lot of people don't remember when Mitt Romney was running, but Gary Johnson did have at least, I think one debate uh, as a Republican, but that's what like kind of clicked in my brain where I was like, maybe there's something different to look at here. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe instead of just playing this game of I'm voting for the Republican, I'm voting for the Democrat. I really started analyzing myself politically at this point where, you know, I was like, do I care about, yeah, the, the hot topics were like, you know, gay marriage and all that. Do, like, do I really care if two dudes or, or two chicks want to get married? No, I don't. I don't think that should be anybody's business. I don't think that should be the government's business. Lo and behold, I had two parties that really weren't pushing that idea at all. And hmm. I got into, you know, oh, libertarianism, libertarians, you know, they think that the government should be out of your bedroom. Gary Johnson was doing those, you know, he was kind of doing that split, like, you know, we're the best of both worlds bull crap. Uh, but at the time, at least anyway, it seemed like a good thing to me. So I started diving in to libertarianism. I started listening to people like uh, like Penn Gillette at the time was was like probably the biggest <laughs> sad, libertarian
0: sad trombone trombone noise. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. I know such a sad turn for him right now. And, yeah. and I said the other day on, on one of his tweets, uh, I think it was Gavin Newsom's recall election. It was just it disgusted me. But I was like. I still love you man because you brought me into this like he was he was one of the primary like people I could say Gillette, you know pointed me in this right direction he gets it he's saying the right shit but I don't know what happened to him now man but uh but at the time he was a big he was a big one he was a big influence and uh from there uh by 2016 I was full blown libertarian I was you know I was on the Johnson Weld camp I was cool for it and then after that happened, like I after that, I was really I was really depressed with the results of the election on that where, you know, I guess Nick Sarwark gets up there and talks about, oh, we've made historic strides for the Libertarian Party. And I'm like, ha, we had the two like most disliked presidential candidates ever in the history of ever. And we only scrounged up like five million people. Not really. It was four million, whatever. four point two five or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I said, this is Bullshit. That's not I I can't get excited about that. I can't get excited about, you know, hey, we came in third place. But it was the highest third place we ever came in. Isn't that great?
0: Yeah. Stupid. Well, and that's kind of that's I mean, it, you know, as somebody who sits on the Libertarian National Committee, uh, that's kind of our story, man. It's like we get really excited about these these losses. It's constant losses. And we're uh, yeah. so excited about it every year. And it's like, dude. Why are you guys so excited? We should all be like punching each other in the mouth and saying, do better. Like, you know what I mean? Instead of like, oh, well, we got 4%. Good job. You know, it's like, Mm. it's like we need to do better than 4%. We need to be doing. Between 20 and 60% somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we're not doing yeah. that. And, and, and it, you know, as, as a libertarian party, we did, we did just get some wins the past election cycle. We got, a, you know, we got, we got a couple of, uh, state legislators now in, in Wyoming and hopefully they can keep focusing and, and targeting state legislator races around the country because, you know, states right now are basically the ones that are going to be telling the, the federal government to get fucked. Right. And so, um, you know, we need we need more people like that. And this isn't a family show, Fritz. So you you know, I'm I'm gonna say the F word, yeah. but um, but you know, and and uh, you know, we have we we hold local and county offices around the country as well. You know, hundreds of them, and um, uh, but it's 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 you know, it's these these celebrations on on state and federal races that we get less than I mean, single digit percentages in it's just it's always been asinine to me.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's just. You can't you you can't like wave like this banner of yay yo, we made a difference. Like not when you don't build off of it. Take twenty sixteen and take twenty twenty. What strides did you make? Because you didn't make a stride. Right. We went you backwards. lost you went backwards yeah. to you went backwards and you're still going, Well, this is still like the second highest vote. Stop. I don't care if it's the second highest vote grabbing total or whatever. The options were Donald Trump again. Or Joe Biden, who who was a three well, b- before two times strikeout for president, right?
0: Yeah, and, and we're talking and we're talking. Change. Joe Biden uh, is, is sundowning, eating ice cream, is like hat one foot in the the memory chocolate, care. Chocolate, chocolate chip. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it just blows my mind. Hey, don't jump. You know that guy. That's the guy. Mm-hmm. That is our president right now, and the
1: hairy leg guy. That's the we guy.
0: Went, we went from we went from the uh, the reality TV show uh, guy to the uh, guy that's halfway into the old folks home. I mean, really, that's that's where he's at. You know, he is sundowning 100. percent
1: Yeah, no, and I think the funny thing right now is that everybody that voted for him like has that realization that. Oh my god, I literally I I only voted for him because I didn't want Trump. And I'm still not happy with the result. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean this, the buyers remorse is insane. Um but they have the
0: they have the uh the covid regime to to latch onto now. You know what I mean? That's Yay. that's what it's all about. That's what's it's all about. Yay. It's all about the covid regime. It's all about uh forcing your I mean your tyranny on on half of the country that doesn't, you know, agree with you about shit. But but you got some personal shit going on there, man. What's what's up there?
1: Yeah. So, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I guess, you know, put a prerequisite on the story that, uh, last week I was on vacation. And so while I was on vacation, I was facing, you know, at work, we have these policies where they're not mandating us to get the vaccine, but it's one of those situations where if you're not going to get the vaccine, well then you got to take a weekly test. You have to do weekly testing, um, you know, to prove your cleanliness, I guess. Uh, but, uh, While I was on vacation, because I've had to work around uh, COVID positive people. I've had direct family members COVID positive. So in my head, I was like, I've been careful, but like, how careful can you really be if this is the most contagious thing like that ever existed? So I decided to go get an antibodies test because I was going to be that guy who I was like, I'm going to go get my antibodies test. It's going to come back positive, And then I'm just going to, I'm I'm not going to let up. I'm going to ride that thing out and beat it over people's heads that I have antibodies and I have natural immunity. And that test came back negative. No, of course it <laughs> so, did. So now I'm, stu- now I'm stuck where I have to, I'm going to have to do this weekly testing, uh, you know, to keep my job. And the thing that gets like, if I have to do weekly testing or whatever, I don't really care. But the thing that irks me about it is that we're back at having mask mandates. So everybody's masked, whether they're vaccinated or not. We know that vaccinated people can catch COVID and spread COVID. Therefore, they're still, quote unquote, a danger to everybody. So if I'm getting subjected to a test because I didn't get the vaccine, that wouldn't prevent me from getting it or spreading it. Why isn't everybody just getting tested then it just that's a that's you have set up a coercive system to try to get me just to get vaccinated because I don't want to deal with the bull crap. Well, but t- on, on
0: Twitter crap. said it the best today. He said it's it's one giant compliance audit. I mean, that's all it is.
1: Yeah, that that was actually like a, like one of the most based tweets I saw today.
0: Yeah, it's it's totally a compliance audit. They, they, none of it makes sense. They just want you to follow the rules. And you're going to follow them one way or another, or they're going to, you know, take away your livelihood, your, uh, uh, your source of feeding your children. I mean, they're going to, they're going to smash you into the ground because they hate the, like I said this morning, they hate the, uh, they hate the self-sufficient family. They don't want self-sufficient families. It's the biggest threat to the state is a self-sufficient family.
1: Yeah. and, And what's even crazier on that is that, uh, you know, my workplace is one thing, but my wife's cousin, uh, worked for one of the largest hospitals, uh, in fact the largest hospital here in Delaware. And they have a vaccine mandate for their staff. So I think it was yesterday or the day before if their staff did not get vaccinated by yesterday's date, they just they're firing them. They they're firing them point blank. You don't work here anymore, you don't have a job. And you know, props to my wife's cousin, she organized a massive protest uh, against this mandate Saying, like, how could you say, you know, for the last uh, you know, 12 18 months or whatever, we've been the heroes, but now we're the zeros because we because some of us don't want to get vaccinated. Like, we're working in an environment, we're wearing PPE, we're doing our best just because we're not complying, and you're going to fire us. And it's funny because I'm already watching like the local news here spin it, they're starting to spin about oh, there's major staffing shortages at the hospital because it's overrun with COVID. It's not overrun with COVID. You just fired any of your staff that wouldn't comply with getting a vaccine. When they're wearing the PPE, they're doing all this. They've been doing this the entire pandemic. This is nothing new to them. And you just fired them on the spot. Right. That's crazy. That's That's insane.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean... I've been hearing this ICU beds are full shit for so long. And it's like, oh yeah, how full are they? And they're like, oh, you know, they're running between 80 and 90 percent. And it's like ICUs almost typically always run between 80 and 90 percent all over the country. That's you know, they're built to house people. I mean, that's what they're built for. You know, there's people in ICU that might not even need to be in ICU, but they're moved there because that unit is is there to help people who are in need intensive care. You know what I mean? And so uh it's it's funny I always talk about this when we were at the uh big the big hospital here in Des Moines, Iowa, uh having my my son and then again when my daughter gave birth. Uh so that was December and then March. The nurses were perplexed cuz the news was talking about how it, it was doomsday and you know the cases were so high and the hospitals were over uh, overfilled and and they couldn't get anything and I'm talking to the nurses in our in the labor and delivery who sometimes work in the ICU as well and they're like they're like, we have like eight people in the ICU and like three of them are for COVID. Like, it's it's not a big deal at all. Like, I, we don't understand why they keep saying this shit on the news. So I I don't know, man. The whole thing has just been crazy to me, man. Absolutely nuts,
1: you know? Yeah, no, 100%. And, and it's funny that you bring up the hospital thing, too, because right before this pandemic uh, kicked off, My daughter was born and my wife is uh, she 100% like she was I don't want to go to the hospital for this birth like unless it's a medical necessity. We would we went to a birthing center. She had midwives and all that because same for us. Yeah. 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 She she showed me like probably a dozen documentaries that I would have never considered watching before. My fiance did the same thing, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but some of them were some of them were a little eye opening on on how hospitals have made things a uh, a business when it comes to birth. How like you know people get scheduled C sections or or induced into labor for no reason whatsoever, other than like you know oh the doctor has vacation coming up. Like it's insane,
0: right? Yeah, it's, it blows my mind. And and you know first she wanted to have a home birth that was the thing and she was like really? yeah she's showing me all these crazy videos and and youtube stuff and this like whole documentary with Ricky Lake and i was like oh god
1: yes. the ricky lake documentary
0: oh god i was like oh, oh please no don't let's not do this she's like we got to buy this tub and we got to do this and i was like and then she was talking to the uh she started getting really big and we realized the baby was going to be really big and uh right. and she was talking to the midwife and the midwife's like well maybe you should have it at the labor the you know at the labor center the delivery center and uh, you know, at least that way, if anything goes wrong, because she still was going to have our son naturally, and she did have right. our our son naturally, uh, and uh, he was nine pounds, and now he's like thirty pounds, and he's only yeah, you know, he's only nine months old or something. He's huge, <laughs> huge monster, dude. My daughter was nine pounds. Yeah, well, my yeah. granddaughter was uh, almost almost ten, like closer to ten, and she's <laughs> she's still tiny though, and he just keeps growing, man. He's wearing a two T now. He's humongous, oh. dude. Shoot. Yeah so so dude tell me about fritz cast dude what's what's up with the show uh what, do, what are you trying to do there
1: uh well you know i started the show a long long time ago. i started it like in 2015 at the end of 2015 and uh i i started off with uh in fact i got it right here i, I wasn't even gonna pull it out this was the first microphone i had nice my wife did this for christmas and it because i was talking all this uh talking all the nonsense about how i want to get in broadcasting and all that so she bought me the stuff and she was like start a podcast you love listening to podcasts start one and i was like oh shit okay (laughs) so um i kicked off at the end of 2015 i was covering the entire election cycle for from uh 2015 to 2016 for the first like three years i ran solo it was just me uh talking to the wall and anybody that wanted to listen um I still think people are crazy for having listened to me for that (laughs) because it literally was just me and my take on shit. at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts that's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over uh and then about two years ago i uh i started doing interviews uh reached out i got people like uh like todd hagopian larry sharp um angela mccardle started having conversations with them branched out a little bit got some guys from yal Um, and then after all that, I was like, okay, well, I'm doing interviews. I'm doing good. What's like, what's one front I haven't conquered. It was, you know, YouTube and video. So I I launched a a YouTube channel. I started doing video on all of it, added more interviews. And, uh, I've, I've been, I've been blessed and I've been very, uh, happy with the growth that I've had up till now. Um, it's just, for me, it's a constant evolution thing when I had started, the show, uh, when I first got my, you know, measly little equipment, uh, I didn't know what I was doing and I was just, every day was a new day and a new test. And then, uh, I started, it, it, things started becoming natural to me as I was doing these things and it was just, okay, so what's the next thing that I can challenge me to kind of make this thing better. And, uh, so the latest, uh, that the the latest thing you see is behind me. I have at least, you know, a a somewhat dope backdrop. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But uh as far as where I'm going with it uh in the future, I'm just I'm just trying to, you know, I guess I started as a show that was talking about my walking into libertarianism and I thought, you know, hey, this will be great. People can listen, they can come on the journey with me. We can all figure out where we're going on this liberty train and all that. And at, at the, when I started it, it in my mind I was like this is it's the libertarian party. Let's do it that way. And uh, I'm sure, as you know, being an LNC chairperson, um, things get very uh, uh, aggravating in this uh, in this party. And so uh, originally while I was, you know, oh, I'm going to do everything I can for the Libertarian Party and I'm going to focus on that, uh, I've evolved a little bit. I'm like, you know, no, I need to branch out. I need to talk to people. Uh, if they're Liberty Republicans, they're friends. I should bring them in. I should talk to them. I should prop them up when I have the opportunities to do it. You know, um, one of the one of the one of my favorite interviews to date that I've done other than yourself um, is actually was uh, my last state senator who was a Republican. And uh, I would say more of a liberty leaning Republican, but uh, he's one of the favorite interviews I ever did because he kind of brought this perspective to me that nobody in the Libertarian Party could bring to me at that point. And that was caring about what was going on in my backyard, caring about local, you know, Delaware, what's going on in Delaware. What is Delaware's government doing? Up until that point, I had ignored what was going on in the backyard. I didn't know anything about my county council. I didn't know anything about anything when it came to local Delaware politics because Delaware is so damn blue. Um, if you're not a Democrat, you're not getting elected, sure. at least not up in the northern uh, county in Delaware. That's yeah, you guys plan. gave us Joe Biden, man. Thanks. Hey, I didn't give you Joe Biden. All right. <laughs> I didn't give you Joe Biden. We, <laughs> I tried. I was with a group of good people here. Uh, the Mises Caucus folks here in Delaware. Yeah, uh, we tried our damnedest to not give you Joe Biden.
0: There's some good people. There's some good people in the Delaware uh, Mises Caucus, man. I'm a big fan. Obviously, Dave yeah. K- Dave Casey's one of my like coolest friends, man. I love that guy to death. And yes. um, uh, uh, my my executive producers of the show, mm-hmm. Antha Planning, uh, are amazing. They're both from Delaware as well. Uh, I've had Amy Lepore on the show. Yeah, uh, Amy's I, great. Yeah, I give I give a lot of I give a lot of time, a lot of airtime to the Delaware crew, man. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because we're, I mean, you know, we are the first state and obviously we're the first gang of liberty. So, yeah, absolutely. Props.
0: Oh, uh, we got some, we got some, uh, Quest. Quest is the only one super chatting tonight, guys, just in case anybody wants to know. Uh, Quest, <laughs> Quest Fanny dropped a $4 a $5 super chat earlier. He said, just going to drop this in here early. I'm such a huge fan of both Fritz and Josh, not just for your advancement of liberty, but you're both genuine folks. Thank you, Quest. You are as well, sir. Quest is the man. Yeah he also dropped a $2 super chat and said shared to my puny 10.8 uh to my 10,800 followers check previous super and quest fanny dropped a $20 super chat is australia worse than
1: cuba at this point what do you think fritz god i wouldn't want to live in australia at all
0: at <laughs> all not at this man. point
1: at all who cares about beaches and you know back out back and all that you know all that crap no i'm not It's sad. It is a sad state of affairs every day I log on and read up on read up or or see the videos out of Australia. I cannot believe that uh, that this is going on. And just just furthermore, I can't believe some of the stupid like I think it was I think it was like the police in New Zealand the other day, like busted some people for for violating curfew or, or quarantine by going to kfc or some shit and they laid it out like a drug bust on top of their car yeah i don't know if you saw kfc
0: that. dude KFC, I could, I could
1: not believe it i saw it like what the hell
0: yeah. well get this i got so uh liberty down under who's one of my patrons uh from australia he came on my show a couple of weeks ago he told me today yeah. that melbourne has killed the internet they have shut down the internet wow that's some some spooky scary shit when they take away your lifeline to the rest of the world they just take it away that's that's saying something man this ain't that's not for your health dog
1: you know what i mean Mm -mm. i can't imagine what would happen here if the internet was just shut down oh dude we'd be screwed that it would be utter chaos yeah it have to be. I mean, I, I would hope it would be,
0: you know. But I, I don't know. I'm losing faith uh, in the American resolve a little
1: more every Good single. God, day. man what's what's the what's the term? the black pill. Black pill. Yeah, getting black pill. I, I feel like I feel like like that's uh, it. Used to be teetering on it, but now I'm just like, oh my god, what is it going to give? What and I, I last week uh, last week I interviewed uh, Olivia Rondo. And she was talking about being blackpilled. She was like, you know what? If wh- whatever brings the collapse faster at this point, you know, just you know, let it happen. And I was like, damn. But you know, do, I, I, I don't even know how to respond to it, man.
0: Yeah, it's it's terrible, dude. Uh, I I you know, my heart goes out to the construction workers that are standing up against this tyranny uh, in Australia, especially those guys. Um, you know, they are every day. They're they're and they're they're walking down the streets chanting every day because they're saying every day they're going to be out there every day they don't care if they're being shot with rubber bullets and gassed and pepper sprayed every day they're going to be out there and then uh the uk was walking down the streets uh chanting at the police choose a side choose a side yeah. which i thought was beautiful and americans are like um should i mask my two-year-old or not like that's that's, where some, we're of at. The,
1: that's some of the most ridiculous uh one of the things uh at the start of this right before this pandemic started and then during it, uh, we reluctantly had my daughter in daycare. We really didn't want to have her in daycare at all. Sure. She was only in for about, she wasn't in for a full week. She was only in for like two or three days. But uh, even then we were, we were kind of dead set against it. Um, but my wife's aunt is, is a daycare worker and it was her daycare. And so we felt at least a little more comfortable uh, because my daughter and and her aunt have a, a relationship that's like this. Uh, but, it quickly, it quickly just, you know, devolved into, you know, I started thinking about, you know, this is what we, we didn't want her in daycare now. And now my mind is going ahead into the future about, you know, public schooling, schooling and all this stuff where my wife was already on this level of, you know, eh, I, you know, I, I want to try to figure out like homeschooling Montessori schooling, you know, all this kind of, you know, uh, outside the box stuff that I'm still learning about and I was on the fence on it, but now I'm not even on, I'm not even on the fence on this stuff anymore. It's like, yeah, no hard. No, I'm not, I'm not going to put my daughter, you know, in a school where the school board is uh, trying to dictate how things are going to go for them, you know? And I, I just, I, I'm not comfortable doing that. I I see I see what's going on. I can't believe that people would be trying to mask, you know, two-year-olds. It's right. in, like, how do you even, and how how do you even do that? And then, how do you try to not concede to the fact that the only way to do it is through means that's like child abuse? Right. You want to know something hilarious?
0: Uh, here in my local school district, we have we have three kids that are in public school here, and uh, uh, they put out they they so Iowa. Made a law that made it illegal to have a mask mandate in Iowa, right? right. The governor signed it into law. Uh, somebody here sued, sent it to the Supreme Court, and they they temporarily blocked the law in Iowa. So uh, some of the schools started reinstituting a mask uh, mandate, even though it was outlawed in the state. And uh, so my my sc- my school district here f- for my kids sent an email out and said that you know. Starting Monday, the kids would be masked again. And uh, if you wanted to, to opt out of that, you needed to sign a religious exemption or something crazy like that. Wow. And uh, so I sent back an email. It was like, you will not mask my children. And, uh, you know, I know plenty of parents in this county who are ready to go to court over it. You know, they didn't respond. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to run for school board. Screw it. Right. Yeah, and uh, and so I went on the I went on the website to find out. They sent that email out the day after the filing deadline ended. Wow, smart, really smart, mm. smart baseball, dude, for sure. You know, mm. um, but it's it's crazy
1: what schools can get away with during this this uh, whole ordeal, man. Not not even just during this whole ordeal. I mean, you know, I've always been i've worked in the public sector I've been part of public sector unions. I don't like public sector unions, and i was I was compelled to be a member of public sector unions mm-hmm. and you go you always have like these people who are talking about like you, you try if you speak out against the union or they come up with the dumbest stupid argument I guess you don't like weekends and holidays off, and I'm like, bitch, i haven't had that for like ten years i don't know what you're talking about right weekends and holidays off, but beside the point i've seen. Corruption in unions. I've seen how that works. I've seen, especially when there was laws on the books that basically forced people to be associated with them. And it's just, it's insanity. But the school boards thing is at like a whole nother level because at, I was just talking with somebody the other day about this. Here in Delaware, it was a couple years ago. They, the General Assembly in Delaware was working on legislation to give power to the school boards, to be able to raise property taxes without referendums. And I'm like, who the hell thinks that's a good idea? Literally. Who the hell thinks that that body should just be able to say, we need more money, we need to raise property taxes? How? How? Doesn't make any damn sense at all. No, no. Thankfully, it got shot down, but... But it was just the fact that it was even proposed and on the table and being debated. I was like, "How is this? This is not debate worthy. This is not something that should even be considered." Right,
0: right. Shout out to Marshall Ford. Thanks for the five dollar super chat, man. I really appreciate you. Um, so, I mean, what, what do you, what do you you know what what do you think people should be doing right now during this this whole ordeal, dude? You think it's going to come to violence or what?
1: I don't want it to. No. I would. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be straight up honest the last thing that I want is for things to get chaotic for people to get violent. But at this point I I can see a lot of people just getting to the end of their rope. And what do people do when they get to the end of their rope and they don't have any, any other option left? Where do they turn? Like, I, I, I think that that's bad. I think that things like, Vaccine passports and mandates and all that. I think they can be fought with non-compliance. I think that they can be pushed back against with non-compliance, and I would hope that that would pave the way. I'd hope enough people would stand up and band together and do that. I mean, it's not even in doing that. It's not going to be easy because people are going to have to put their necks out for that, and people shouldn't have to put their necks out for that. But that's kind of where we're at right now. I mean. You've got Joe Biden saying, you had Joe Biden over the past, what, two months talking about uh, how people should get boosters at like five months, while the CDC and the FDA aren't saying that at all. They've at least come out and said that they're only recommending boosters for 65 and up and immunocompromised people. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I I can be okay with what they said because they've at this point rejected the notion that everybody needs to be getting a booster, but how long is it going to be? Because we already know where Biden lies with this. We already know where Biden's administration lies with this. So what's coming down the pike on there. Is there anybody
0: else uh, worse in the administration than Jen's Jen, Jen Sackey man? God, I hate her so bad,
1: uh, you know, and here's <laughs> the thing with that is just the fact that I, 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 I don't know how anybody can be a press secretary for a president. Like, because basically your job is just to go up and lie, just to support your administration's point. And even when somebody throws facts out in front of you, you're supposed to go, oh, that's not, that's not true. And that's not how we see it. And, but I can't, I cannot stand her. I literally can't. You
0: you know, when there's like, you know, when you're watching a horror movie and there's like a really condescending, like, like high on their own farts person that you're like rooting for to, uh, get that, get the ax. Yeah. That's how I feel about Jen Psaki. Like I cannot fucking stand her at all. She, she like, she literally perturbs every single ounce of me. Like I cannot, like I can't even watch her press conferences because I just get mad, like angry. I don't know, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's that she says, she says these tyrannistic things, yeah, with like a like a half smirk on her face. Like it's funny. Like fuck you. You think it's funny that you're like. Trying to oppress an entire country, you piece of shit, well, who are you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All you are is a mouthpiece,
1: yeah, and uh, I think the latest trend with with Saki is uh, digging up her old tweets against uh Trump um right now because there's a lot of that going on where they're digging up things where she's like, you know this is this is illegal for the administration to do, and people are just you know picture tweeting the the current thing going on that's the same damn thing
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh have, yeah. Have you had the uh have you had the opportunity to watch the uh,
1: Project Project Veritas videos yet? Uh only only a little bit. Um I haven't really seen any of them in depth. Um this was the the vaccine ones. Well there was the the there was the uh HHS worker the, from the the federal
0: healthcare working nurse uh who came out and uh whistle blew that the you know the people in the hospital were vaccinated they were still dying and uh you know she has she has undercover footage um and the way project veritas does it is very it's strange so they'll release like cuts of all this stuff they have right and get people all interested right. and then later on down the line they'll They'll release the entire uncut version of something. That's how they always do it. So you never really know. You know what I mean with Project Veritas? How it's going to be? But I mean, it's very compelling shit. And then they have this bozo who's like a low-level dude economist, I guess, is what he is at the FDA, uh, talking about how you know he thinks they should just blow dart. Uh, the the vaccine into all the all the 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 African American community that that uh refuses to take the 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 vaccine, which I thought was absolutely insane, dude. But um, I mean, yeah, yeah. we got federal healthcare workers coming coming up and whistleblowing now, man. That's a big deal, dude. That's a big fucking deal. Yeah,
1: it was. What was it? The it wasn't like the, one of the or two of two of the top FDA officials like stepped down a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Without without word. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean like this is this is where it's, you know, people are going to be very, very much either coerced or compelled to to follow this line and the people that are on the outside or on the bubble, they're gonna get cut off. They're gonna get cast out.
0: Yep. That's what's gonna happen. They're gonna start throwing people under the bus. I, I'm still surprised that Dr. Fauci hasn't
1: been thrown under the bus, to be honest with you, man. Especially after the Rand Paul exchanges and the fact that like you just bluntly lied about the gain of function stuff, like you know, I'm not even I'm not even that type of person who will sit here and say, you know, your gain of function research, you were sitting there nefariously trying to craft like the next world pandemic and unleash it. But if you were doing gain of function research and some shit went down, like some some accident happened, some lab leak happened or whatever, come out and fucking be honest. Right. You know, right. say it, because if you say it and and we have accountability there. People probably aren't going to want to throw you into the fire, but at this point, why wouldn't we want to throw you into the fire?
0: As we should. I mean, we should want to. After all the shit we've been through, and it, you know, if we find out that this is, it, you know, something it was a, a an oversight issue where they actually fucked up and and created this, like someone's got to be held accountable. You know, what somebody I mean? needs
1: for... to, whether it was nefarious or whether it was completely innocent accident.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Quest, thanks for the uh, another. $2 super chat and a $5 super chat. He says hashtag civil disobedience. Oh, I'll leave Jen to Quincy. Yes, Quincy, please get on Jen Saki soon. Uh, and his other one is Dark Cold Dead Eyes, Quinn from Jaws on Sharks or Jen Saki
1: Hmm. Hmm. Why not both? Yeah, why not both?
0: Why not both? She's also a ginger, so we know that she has no soul. Sorry if that's racist. I apologize. It is my wife's gender term. Oh, there the goes show. my there goes my damn every time with this microphone. Mm. I need a new. I, I, if anybody's got a nice new uh, sure SM57 microphone stand, please let me know because this is the eighth time this has happened on a show and, I, I, and it's tightened. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand at all. I we
1: broke know. the show. We broke the show. Fritz
0: okay. cut. Ca- Fritz came on and broke the show. Everybody, but uh, but man, uh, so we're we're gonna get close to the end of this thing here because I got a uh, I got a hard stop tonight. But uh, what? Do you got coming up soon man i mean what's next for fritz cast and you and, and the fam and all that good stuff
1: so uh <clears throat> right now i'm sitting right now i'm sitting a little quiet um my weekly shows have kind of dwindled down like i was doing weekly show i i hats off to you dude for doing five nights a week i don't know how the hell you do that with a full-time job but uh but i i try to do once a week um right now it's it's like every other week that i'm doing it and it's just because i'm i'm on a new home front i'm doing things like homesteading and raising chickens and trying to learn about farming and other stuff
0: that's the important but, uh, stuff buddy
1: well yeah and that's that's kind of where i'm like okay so do i want to sit here and just be a 100% politics show talking about only you know only libertarian this that and the other thing or do i want to start incorporating more things like You know, homesteading, talking to people who do these kind of things and branching out. You know, uh, one of the most intriguing podcasts I listened to over this past week was uh, the Lions of Liberty episode with Dave Smith and Jason Stapleton, not debating, but, you know, debating whether, you know, working uh, with the Mises Caucus to rework the Libertarian Party was the way or if just increasing your own, you know, wealth, power, and influence for you and your family is the best way. And I'm in this boat where I'm like, you know, I'm going to do everything I can to better myself, to better my family and to put us in a good position. But I'm going to do that. I'm going to extend that and do it on a front where it branches beyond that. Because yes, I, I, I do have to look out for me and my family. That should be everybody's number one priority is themselves and their family. Right. But beyond that, we need to branch together because uh, nobody can take on tyranny themselves nobody can take on a tyrannical government themselves we've got to band together in our i don't know in man. all you of ever, our different you ideas seen, you ever
0: seen rambo <laughs> Yes, I've I'm seen just, I'm just saying. Oh, uh, I gotta, I gotta tell, uh, I gotta tell Quest. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to disrespect your, your awesome, beautiful daughter. I've seen pictures, and and uh, you got a great family, dude. I, I was just making, I was just making a, a South Park joke about Ginger's. I apologize. <laughs> I really do, I do. Uh-oh. But uh, Fritz, I'm a big fan, man. Uh, I, I support your show. I support your, what you're doing. Uh, I know you're a great family man, so I have nothing but respect for you. Can you tell all these wonderful people where they can uh, follow you? Watch yes, you, sir. listen yes, to you, all
1: that great stuff. Yeah. So uh, whatever podcast app you use, if it's Apple, uh Stitcher, whatever, you search Fritzcast, you'll find me. I'm the only Fritzcast. Uh that's the that's the perks of having the name Fritz because it's so damn rare. You're not really gonna find a somebody by accident there. So if you search Fritzcast, you'll find me. Twitter, I'm uh, I'm at Fritz QS on Twitter, uh Facebook.com slash the Fritzcast for however long that'll last because Facebook really sucks. Um and then uh, YouTube, you search FritzCast, you'll get my page. You'll get everything that I've ever done there. You know, go to it. And if you want to reach out to me personally, FritzCastPodcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up on private if you need. You know, I'm open. Awesome. Well, Fritz, man, like I said, a big fan.
0: Uh, I hope everybody that watches this will go check out Fritz. Fritz has great guests on, he does a good show. Uh, man, I love you to death, brother. Thank you so much for coming on Break the Cycle. Hey, man, thanks for having me.
1: This was great to be here.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it, dude. And, uh, you know, I'll be up on all the podcast apps tomorrow, too. So if you want to tell your folks to listen to it and all that great stuff, uh, absolutely appreciate it. All right, brother. All right, guys, another awesome episode of Break the Cycle. Uh, Fritz is so cool. Go follow him. Check out his show. Uh, He's a family man, too, and and trying to do something uh, bigger for for all y'all. So if you could support him, that'd be great. Uh, Tomorrow on the show, my good friend and partner, Top Lobster will be by to uh to hang out once again. It's always a good time when Top Lobster comes by. So definitely check it out. Uh come hang out. Uh also go check out his uh his Toplobster.com. Sorry guys, I'm out of it tonight. I got a really bad migraine. I've been sick for like seven days. Um could be the cove, I don't know, but I'm starting to get better. But then today I got a really bad migraine. So I uh I apologize if I'm a little off tonight. But go check out toplobster.com for all your uh wonderful hand drawn custom merch. Uh, you can get 10% off by using BTC at checkout, or you can join the Patreon subscribe star, become a member of the YouTube channel under all my videos here, uh, and get into a private discord server where you can get all of this new gear up to two weeks early at like a 30% discount. And of course, executive producers of the show, anthemplanning.com, for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home or personal life. Seriously. If you have a business, go check them out. I'm telling you, you guys are going to be, uh, you're going to be very, very happy. I promise you. I will see you for the show tomorrow with my good friend Top Lobster. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle.
1: Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain. The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain. A called the action and the person the But I just in my craft. The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So when violence you commit I am not an excuse Cause I just landed in Minecraft What trooper is my friend And he's constantly cold accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices Yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously, I would never advocate force Unless it's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a course In Minecraft, just in Minecraft yeah, Nothing, I mean, you know it The product, is good to finish, get close to COVID Holy shit, I think I'm In Minecraft